And it's uh, now good to have a little look at God's Word together. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Acts chapter 27. Uh, it'll be a familiar uh, passage or story that we were brought up with uh, through our uh, Sunday school, kids club and everything else. And, um, it talks about Paul and his shipwreck. Paul went through many ups and downs in his life. Um, even though we read his writing and we, we can see how many great things he says of the goodness of God in his life, uh, he knew what he was to have it uh, much worse than most of us ever will get close to. If you look at Second uh, Corinthians um, in chapter 11, he talks about how Paul uh, used to work hard. Not just was he physically working hard, but so many things came against him. He was put in prison, he was flogged, he had 39 lashes um, five times within his life. He was beaten with rods as a punishment th uh, three times. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked three times. Uh, he was in the sea for a, a day and a half at one time. Uh, he knew what it was not to have sleep. He knew what it was to be hungry. He knew what it was to be thirsty. Uh, and on top of all that, he had the concern of preaching God's word in the churches that he ministered to. So something beyond what most of us will ever understand. He knew what it was to have ups and downs in his life. Um, he knew what it was to be locked down. He knew what it was to be locked in and locked out as well. He did them all. But the incredible thing with Paul the Apostle was that he remained faithful to his calling and also, more importantly than that, he remained faithful to God himself. And um, I was reading in Philippians this week, and even that Philippians, which is an incredible letter, he was writing from in prison. Uh, and that's um, how God had affected his life so much. So in his ups and downs, he was able to still praise God. And, and one of his downs here was, or could be, be perceived as a down, was in Acts 27. Paul had, um, was on his way to Rome. Uh, he had been taken as a, a prisoner, first of all, to uh, various judges and rulers. And he was falsely accused by the Jewish leaders at that time. And he went through a number of trials. And um, one of the last things that was going to be happening to him was the Jews, Jewish leaders were coming and saying, let's, let's get him back to Jerusalem. Uh, in order to assassinate him on the way um, because they, they didn't want anything else that the Romans were doing as judges. So they were trying to do that and Paul was made aware of their plans and in his defense he said, I want to appeal to Caesar. Uh, being a Roman citizen, Paul had the right to take his case to the highest authority and that was Caesar himself. So um one of the judges there at the time said, well, that's what we'll do then. We'll send him to Rome. And Paul was about, he was, he was about to go on this boat or he gets on this boat, uh, with, uh, soldiers guarding him and with all the sailors. And, uh, even right at the start of the journey, before anything happened, Paul warned them. He said, this journey is going to end poorly for us all. Don't take it. Don't, don't let us even start on this journey. But the sailors, uh, who would have been experienced, and the, the uh, soldiers themselves pushed on. And Paul finds himself in this storm 
to no fault of his own. He hadn't done anything wrong. He had witnessed about Jesus. He he hadn't said said anything blasphemous or anything else. And he still found himself in this storm. And we find ourselves maybe in this storm of uh, coronavirus and everything else that comes with it. And we haven't done anything wrong. We we haven't brought it on ourselves. We didn't do any of it to to generate it. Um, But we find ourselves in this storm. And Paul was the same, and, and the sailors were the same in a sense, and they tried to work their way out of it. They, they threw cargo overboard, they threw the ship's tackle over the board, they tried to lighten the load of the boat, but they still found themselves in this, uh, this storm they were in. And, and we often find the same sort of thing. We, we find ourselves in a situation, we try and plan this or, or do that because we think that will ease the situation, and sometimes nothing changes. And we find ourselves in exactly the same place. And, and Paul was in that position. In fact, the, other, the rest of the crew were. The hurricane winds started to blow and everything else. And in verse 20 of chapter 27, uh, Luke the writer says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. So they came to their wit's end. They'd even given up hope. Well, not all of them. Paul hadn't. The others had, but Paul hadn't. Let's read on chapter 21. uh, Verse 21, he says, After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nonetheless, we must run aground on some island. So there's some lessons that as I was reading this, that even through the storms we go through in life, we can take lessons of Paul's storm. First of all, there in um, verse 24, he says, uh, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail in you. Paul had a word from God. He had a direct word from God. And when we go through the storms of life, actually seeing, being reminded of God's word is the first step of helping us. It's being able to go forward. And, and Paul had this word. He was given a very specific word when, uh, when he was going to Damascus on that road, ready to kill and persecute Christians. And Jesus himself came to him and blinded him. And Paul ended up in Damascus in a house which he never knew. And the next moment, Ananias came along. God had sent him. And Ananias said to him, Paul, God is going to grant you your sight back because you are going to be a witness to the Gentiles and to their kings. And in this time, their kings at this time of of, uh, this era was Caesar himself. He was the king of the Gentiles. So Paul was given a word right at the beginning of his conversion that he was going to testify in front of kings. 
And then a little later on in Acts 23, uh, Paul is reminded again. The Lord said to him, take courage. You are going to testify in Rome. So Paul knew he had two specific words that he was going to Rome. So this journey was going to happen in Paul's mind because he went back to God's word. And that's important for every one of us. Whatever storm we go through in life, whatever situation, we come back to God's word. Now, some of us may have specific words. God has told us something about our job uh, or they've told us something about a member of our family or, or a sickness or an illness. And God has given you that word and you, you go back to that word and you pray that God, that word that God has given you. But if you don't have specific ones, we all have this general word. God has given us his word. And we have to remind ourselves of this word, just as Paul himself was reminded. Let me remind you of some things. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help. In trouble. Exodus 15 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. Isaiah 26 3. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, fixed on you. During storms, quite often it's not always our physical that's affected, it's the mental. It affects our minds of What's this? What's that? How are we going to plan here or plan there? Isaiah tells us he'll keep us in perfect peace as we trust in him and our thoughts are fixed on him. Psalm 62.1. Truly my soul finds rest in God. When we get agitated, when we get anxiety, it says there we can have rest in God himself. John 14.27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He gives us his peace. Second Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient for you. Paul wrote that himself. He was the one who went through all these ups and downs and he could still testify that God's grace was sufficient for him. Why? Because God's power is made perfect in Paul's weakness. And that's the same for us. We are weak at so many times. Well, that's when God comes by his Holy Spirit and makes us strong, even in him. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, The Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. The evil one does come against us as Christians. What well, God has promised, he'll strengthen us and protect us. And there are many, many more. And, and many I'm sure you have thought of, even as you've sat there now, of God's promises within his word that we need to go back to. We need to be reminded of them in these times because that's the start. Then the next part is, is we've got to trust him. He says the words, so we've got to trust him in what he says. God's word is true. It doesn't change. And we need to trust the word that he gives. As I read just now in verse 25, Paul says, So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. The Amplified Bible puts it like this. So keep up your courage, men, for I believe God and have complete confidence 
in him that he will turn it will turn out exactly as i've been told paul knew that trust that confidence that belief complete confidence in god and we can know that as well it is a faith issue our natural man kicks against it we look at things and we think well naturally it's going to take this course and and such is life but god is the supernatural god he's about above the natural things that we might see might might see he is the god who can do greater than our thoughts so when we get to the point where we start leaning to our own understanding let's go back to the start of god's word trust in him and not lean to your own understanding choose instead to have faith in what god is saying you may say well why should i choose well you can base it on the fact that he's done it for you before we sitting here looking around and knowing you as i do there are answers to prayer sitting in those chairs there are miracles that have happened in lives there he's done it for you and with you before he's loved you before he's protected you before he's brought you through a situation before he hasn't changed god does it again he does it today he'll do it in the future god is the same god who has brought us through pastor luke last week told us <clears throat> to remember the bread crumbs not just look at the waves and that's a great statement it's to remember what god has done for us before and then that will take us through even the storms as well now you you may look at yourself and you you may forget of maybe some of the things that he's done for you well the other option is look around because here in the writer here is luke luke wrote this uh, the acts he wrote the gospel of luke and he also wrote the acts and when he was writing the acts if you look at it carefully up until chapter 16 Luke talks about Peter went and did this or Paul went there uh, they did this sort of thing they visited there then in chapter 16 he starts to write slightly different he says we went here then we did this then we went along to see those people because Luke had become Paul's companion halfway through the acts of the apostles and even there at the very beginning of of uh, or this passage here in in um acts 27 it says that in verse 1 when it was decided that we would sail to italy and then we got on the boat paul had luke as a companion i'm sure luke looked upon paul even in this darkness here of this storm and he saw paul's belief in god and when we look around at each other and we we've seen how each of us have testified in different ways maybe not on purpose not maybe not out loud but the fact of actually sitting here and knowing what you've gone through is a testimony to each other as well of God's goodness to each and every one of us so we need to trust on him because he's never let us down before and he's never let each of you down as i look on you so remind get reminded of his word trust his word And then finally my third point with regards to this passage it says in verse 33 Just before dawn Paul urged them all to eat for the last 14 days he said you've been in constant suspense have gone without food 
You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and he gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. And he encouraged them. Paul, in the midst of this storm, when everybody else had given up all hope, he thanked God. He praised God. He didn't praise him, I'm sure, for being in the storm. He would have rather been out just the same as we rather be out of our situations. But when we're in situations, he praised God. He thanked him. It was a very, uh, there was a two parts to his, his thanks. First of all, he thanked for the answer to prayer that hadn't come yet. He said, thank you for the men who are going to be saved because that's what you've promised. He hadn't seen it, but he was giving thanks for it. And also he thanked for the bread that he broke. It is significant that Paul, later in Corinthians, he told us about the breaking of bread that Jesus did. And, and he brought that as a, a commandment that Jesus had given him to give us break bread and to thank. So in the same for us, in our situations, we are thankful for the everyday things that happen to us, but we're also thankful that Jesus died for us. The forgiveness of sins is our greatest need, and Jesus has paid that. So we need to be thankful even in these storms that we go through. So the three simple points. Be reminded of God's word as we go through the difficulties. Go back to it. Take it to heart. Meditate it. Paul was was met in the darkness and he thought about it in the dark times, in the middle of the night. Sometimes we wake up and we meditate on God's word and we be reminded of it. Then believe it. Don't just read it, believe it. Not just the head, heart knowledge as well. That God will fulfill his word. And then in all circumstances, let's rejoice, let's give thanks, let's praise him for his goodness in our lives because he is good.